0: well da. <laughs> or um for those with welch heritage happy saint david's day okay <laughs> uh, i can say that it's the land of my fathers um pretty great to be in the family of god great that we've got brothers and sisters who encourage us and pray for us and what we want to do this morning is take a few minutes to think about some of the prayers of the Apostle Paul. We've been looking at prayer over the last few weeks and want to draw some things out of here uh, to encourage us how to pray for the people around us who are Christians uh, both in the church and those of other churches in our area. Okay, So we're going to have a look at that for a few minutes uh, today. Another um, when you think about Paul, and, and obviously did quite a bit of the writings of the New Testament, so there's a lot of material to go through. So I'm going to shoot quite a few scriptures up, but uh, we can, we can uh, let you have those at a later date, at, uh, probably on the email, if, rather than sit there taking copious notes if you want. But one of the things uh, I find interesting, Paul often in his prayers, he begins by thanking God for people, people around him. Individuals, you think of when he prays for, uh, when he writes to Timothy, and he says, "I thank God, whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience." As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. So appreciative of 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 Timothy that Paul says, "I'm just delighted. I just pray for you, um, and uh, I thank God for you." Do you thank God for the people around you in the body of Christ? I mean, I certainly do. I don't know about you. Then he talks about, he writes to Philemon, and he says in chapter 1, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your love for all of his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This incredible sense of thankfulness pours out of Paul for individuals. And um, thank God that God has put amazing people around us in the body of Christ. It was great. I just popped in yesterday at lunchtime uh, in the, into the uh, Priceless Conference that was going on here. It was over 70 people here, Children's Workers Conference. And the team, our team who were hosting that, were do an amazing job. And most of them, I'd say thank you to them, but most of them are probably over there serving kids this morning anyway. Um, but they did an amazing job. And we're so grateful for people serving in many, many different ways across the body of Christ, but also encouraging us and encouraging one another in our journey. I don't know about you, I need a bit of encouragement every time, every now and again. Um, So we get individuals, but then, um, oh, let me tell you this it's good to pray for individuals because I think it comes back to you. It does come back to you. So uh, we've got a great staff team, and I pray for our staff. Every Wednesday, in my own personal prayers. I don't pray for many the other time of the week. But I pray for them specifically every Wednesday. And, uh, and this week, on Thursday, we had our annual Christmas bash. Because Christmas is too busy, to be honest, to squeeze it in before Christmas. So we had it in, uh, thurs- on Thursday this week. And we went bowling. And then we went out for a meal. And you know, it came back to me, all those prayers for those for our staff because I won the bowling (laughs) now it could be they let me win I don't know but but we see Paul's thankfulness not only for individuals but also for the churches that he's writing to and to the church in Rome he says in chapter 1 I thank my God firstly through Jesus Christ for you all I thank God for you all When he writes to the church at Corinth, he says, I thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Ephesians, he writes, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Philippians, he writes, I thank God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. Is that your heart for the church and for the churches around? I think it's a great position to be in um, where we can pray and thank God for the churches. And, and, you know, the the body of Christ has got all sorts of um, representations. I love the scripture where Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a great big net. When it goes down into the sea, it comes up with all kinds of different fish in it. You look across the body of Christ and, you know, it doesn't take much imagination. Some of you will get that on Tuesday. Um, but when you think of the spread of the church, whether it's the Anglican scene, the Methodist scene, the URC, the Baptist, the Nazarene church, um, Salvation Army, whether it's some of the uh, local churches, whether it's the Assemblies of God church, the Elim church, um, Cornerstone church, one church that we've got some connections with, I love it when I see them blessed and encouraged how do you feel? How do you feel? And I think it sometimes tests our heart, and I'll say uh, something about this um, in a little bit. But So having said, every Wednesday I pray for the staff, every Friday I pray for the churches roundabout and their leaders. It's part of my routine. It's what I do in my own personal prayers. And this is what Paul was doing. But then he gets others to join with him in doing that because you read when he writes to the church at Colossae in chapter one of Colossians, we thank, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. To the Thessalonian church, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. So there's a great heart of thankfulness for what God is doing in the people around him and the churches that he's connected with. And I hope you're the same. That we want to see, we're thankful for what God is doing in those around us. I love it when people are just flourishing in the things of God. So, having said that, having started with that position of thankfulness for our fellow brothers and sisters, um, what did he pray? Well, it's a few things. Paul prayed for wisdom and knowledge. Ephesians 1 17, he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. What a great prayer to pray! I love it when people pray that for me. God, give him wisdom, give him knowledge you understand i remember being at one of our church leaders prayer uh, breakfast just prior to christmas i think i've said this before and one of the guys said you know i really believe it's more of a prophetic statement really that god is going to give you wisdom when to know uh, when to use a map and when to use a blueprint god's going to give you wisdom for this decade ahead Colossi, he says I am. when he writes to the church uh, at Colossi, he says I ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. All the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. That's a bit immeasurable, isn't it? That is what is available to you and I and for those around us. We want to pray that God does that. Let us pray that those around us know God filling them with wisdom and knowledge. And then he prayed, prays for hope and joy. You think of some of the early church and the first century and the persecution they went through, the challenges they went through. And he says in Ephesians 1 8, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Every now and again, we find ourselves in a situation where we need to know the hope that we have before us. Because sometimes life is tough. Sometimes challenges come. What is the hope we have before you? Again, Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we pray for people who are brought to our attention, I think of, you know, we've got a connection with Release International, and we get prayer updates from them and requests for prayer. People facing incredible persecution, imprisonment, even torture today in our 21st century world. And we're asked to pray. What do we pray? One of my prayers is, Lord, in the midst of all that, would you give them hope? Lord, supernaturally, would you bring joy into their lives? And when you read the testimonies of some of these people who've come through that, you see incredibly God does that. So bring hope and bring joy. I also pray, Lord, bring them release. bring them release. And then he prays for faith in Christ. This is an interesting one, isn't it? These people are all Christians. He's not praying for people who aren't Christians. He's praying for churches. He's, well most hopefully, in the church are Christians. And Ephesians 3:17 he prays that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Why is he praying for people who are Christians, for churches, to have faith? God's got a work for you and I to do. And I don't know about you, but the more I discover what that is, the more I realize I need to exercise some faith sometimes. And to step into some things, to be a bit bold sometimes, because in my natural disposition, surprisingly, you may... Not even believe me, but I'm not the boldest of characters. It doesn't come naturally. Some people are just out there, brash and go for it, don't they? They just seem to be able to do it. That is not my default. But I need faith to arise within me. And the Spirit of God says as I listen to his word and build up myself in this most holy faith, he's going to help me. You know, there's a mandate on each of our lives but here's the thing: God is for you. God is for you. we were singing it in a song, and God who called me here below will be forever mine. It's that understanding, and faith begins to arise. And then Paul prays as well. In many of his prayers, he prayed for a growth in love, a growth in love. I tell you what: if we can root our lives in love, it transforms everything about us. It kicks into how we respond to things happening to us. Paul says, uh, Ephesians 3, 17, I pray that you are rooted and established in, everybody say it. Rooted and established in love. That you may have power, together with all God's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The love of God. I tell you what, when you are tainted with the love of god it is visible to the world around you and it affects how we act it affects how we react when things happen and he's praying for this he's praying that their love might grow and strengthen to the church in philippi he says this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight if you pray for love to abound in those around you, then the people around you uh, that you are seeking to serve. I, I think that will again rebound back. It re, it'll touch them, it'll flow from them, but it will rebound back as well to you. And then he prays for Pete and I am really rattling through these. He prays for peace and unity, peace and unity. Um, I I hope there's nobody in this room who rejoices when they hear about a church down the road who's going through difficulties or even a church split whatever your background may be with that church Mike you brought that prophetic word right at the beginning about we bring peace people as they come what is your heart to the churches round about we want to see them flourish, we want to see success we want to see the favour of God upon them let's not believe that City Church is all the answer I love this church I've been part of this church and it's forerunner for 55 years out of 57 of my life I ain't going anywhere yet until God tells otherwise. Tough. (laughs) Paul says to the church in Rome, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ had. That with one mind and with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. With one mind and one voice. Lord, let unity pervade your church. Not uniformity. There's going to be different styles. There's going to be different emphases in terms of worship, in terms of social uh, activity and expressions of the body of Christ out there. So we're not all going to be doing the same thing as churches in a region. But let us have a heart and mind that is rooted in Christ. Isn't it great when God's people dwell together in unity? 2 Thessalonians 3. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way the Lord be with you all. So out of a position of wisdom, we've been talking about understanding, hope, joy, faith, love, peace, and unity. Paul then prays for strength. Strength of spiritual power. I may say, Lord, I need your spiritual power. We want to see God's spiritual power at work in each member of the body of Christ. Ephesians 3:16. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Yes, Lord, please come, Lord, to those sat to the left of me and the right of me this morning. May it come. Ephesians 1, a couple of chapters earlier, Paul says this, that you may know his, un- incomparable, his incomparably great power to those who believe. That power is the same as his mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far, far above, far above all rule, authority. Power and dominion. Today I pray that you will know that power in your lives, that the church around here will know that power in its life. And then Paul prays for righteousness and purity. How many of you know we have an enemy who wants to cause us to fall, wants to cause disunity, disruption, to rob us of the purposes of God being outworked in our lives as individuals and as church. And Paul prays this. He says, this is my prayer, Philippians 1, 9. He says that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That's my prayer for you. Colossians 1, he writes that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Is that your prayer for the person sat next to you? Are you hoping that they're praying that for you as well? With the power of God at work in our lives. 1 Thessalonians 5, May may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you, who is faithful. And he will do it. Hey, you ain't got to do this on your own. God is with you. God will, by his power, with his help, with his encouragement, with his strengthening, enable you to live that righteous and pure life. And then finally, Paul prayed for future opportunities to encourage those he'd already prayed for. And in 1 Thessalonians 3, it says, night and day, I pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. I just want the opportunity to come and to minister to you again, to let you know how much God loves you. The whole thought of the church gathering together, whether it's in a small group setting, whether it's in a larger setting like this, or whether it's when churches come together to pray together or whether it's events like Cherish or the One Event, all those larger things where the body of Christ comes together, what is that for? It's to worship and to honour God, but it's so that we may build one another up in this most holy faith. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss what God is wanting to do in my life. Do you look forward to the gatherings of God's people? What I want us to do in the last few minutes is something very practical. I want us to take some of these things, and if you just put the next slide up, guys, that would be great. I want us to pray for one another. I hope you can read that. Um, And I'm not suggesting that you pray all of those things this morning because you'll be here a while. But what I suggest is you get in twos or threes. And just pray with people for a couple of minutes. Just pick one or two things off that list and pray for them. Don't ask them. Don't ask them, what should I pray for? Just let God prompt you and pray for one another this morning, okay? So why don't we stand? Because this might mean a bit of moving around. Feel free to move around. Don't have to stay exactly where you are. But if you want to, that's fine. And just go pray with one or two people. Don't get a big group, otherwise it's going to take too long but three people probably at the most. And just pick one or two things off there. As we draw that to a close, and hopefully that's sort of prompted you to keep wanting to do that, uh, just flick the next one up. We're going to pray for other churches. And I want you to think about another church in northeast Lincolnshire that God's putting on your heart right now. And I want you to pray in your little group for that church. One or two things off that list maximum. Let's do that for the next two or three minutes. Just want to pray one final prayer with this in mind. Um, uh, we had an email through on Friday into the office. Uh, many of you who've been with us for a while will remember Pastor Hashmat. Uh, he uh, just passed away. So we want to pray for his family. We want to pray for the church at gate in Peshawar that some of us have visited. And, uh, uh, been so impressed by what God uh, has done over the years through that man and the churches that he uh, planted around the region of Northwest Frontier, province of Pakistan as well. So would you join with me as we pray? Father, we come to you this morning, firstly, with grateful thanks for Hashmat, for Zinat, the family, and for all that they've done in the name of your kingdom over the years, for your faithfulness in their lives over and over again. And Lord, there's a great celebration in one sense going on right now, but also there's a great sadness through the family and church. And we just commend them to you today. We pray that, Lord, you would strengthen them by your presence and your peace would pervade them. We pray for those who are stepping into responsibilities now that Hashmat has previously had. That, God, that they would know the calling of God on their lives, that others would recognize it, that there would be not a missed step or a missed heartbeat that you have for that church and for that region. And we pray, Lord, your favor upon them, your blessing on them, but particularly for the family today who are really involved in so many levels that, Lord, you would just strengthen them encourage them. We pray for Zena particularly, that God should know your hand upon her today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.